You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about cutoff grade. When it comes to exploration that progresses into development and you have to define a resource or a reserve, or you're getting into engineering studies as you progress down the development stage, you have to discuss cutoff grade because this really affects the economics. And here to talk us through this is Dr. Rob Stevens. He's the author of Mineral Exploration and Mining Essentials. Dr. Rob, thanks for coming back on the show and please take it away. Yeah, perfect, Bill. Uh, thanks for the introduction and um, my pleasure to be here today and, and chat with uh, uh, your listeners and viewers around uh, cutoff grade, a really important parameter, as you said, for resource and reserve estimates and as you work your way uh, into an operating mine. Uh, so let's just uh, get right into it. Um, what are we going to talk about uh, today? Uh, so what is cutoff grade? Let's just sort of understand what we're talking about uh, in terms of, of, of that term. Uh, looking at cutoff grade applied to mineral resources and mineral reserves. So how is that applied to coming up with a grade and tonnage estimate for your deposit? Uh, also a little bit about cutoff grade at operating mines. Um, there's some different considerations there. And then finally, just a few ending considerations or comments uh, for your listeners to, to keep in mind uh, when they're looking at uh, material that involves a cutoff grade. All right, so what is a cutoff grade? Uh, so just starting with that first comment, cutoff grade is the grade at which the cost of mining and processing the ore is equal to the expected revenue from the ore. So essentially, it's the break-even grade. Uh, the concept is, is that any of your ore or any of the rock that is above that grade uh, would be economic to mine, and so go and get processed and, and the metal would be produced. Any ore below that grade uh, would would cost you more to process it and uh, and recover the metal than than the dollars you would get from it. So it would essentially be uh, waste material. So as the second bullet there, it separates ore from waste, and it defines the mineable boundaries of a deposit, but not necessarily the geological boundaries. And and I want to just distinguish with uh, that because. Uh, there are a number of different types of mineral deposits, and maybe I'll use the example of a porphyry copper style deposit, where there isn't a distinct geological boundary between what is mineralized and what is not. It's a gradation. Uh, you may go from you know, material of half a percent copper down to 0.1% copper over a period, you know, over a distance of a few hundred meters. The cutoff grade then doesn't define clearly, you know, the geology. It defines what's mineable. So, a little bit different than the geology. Now, that's not the case in all deposits. If you have, for example, an underground uh, vein-style deposit, it often has very sharp boundaries between what is ore or mineralized and, and the wall rock or the waste rock. Uh, so, in that case, the cutoff grade may may match geological boundaries, uh, but it doesn't always. So it's a key parameter, as we've mentioned already, in mineral resource and reserve estimates and for operating mines. And how is cutoff grade expressed? Uh, so it's often expressed um, as something like 0.5 grams per ton gold. So it's expressed as a grade of the commodity in this case, uh, 0.5 grams per ton gold, or as a dollar value, uh, generally using the term net smelter return. 
Uh, so for example, the cutoff would be an NSR of 1150 per ton. Uh, it is the same thing. How do you arrive at 1150 per ton is essentially what is the grade of rock uh, that would uh, produce uh, a value of $11.50 a ton. And that value is also determined as the cutoff uh, a dollar value to produce that ton of rock. So, so it's the same thing. It's just converting the grade into a dollar value. Um, and NSR or grade equivalent uh, are commonly used for polymetallic deposits. So if you have a gold-only deposit, it's easy to use a 0.5 gram per ton gold cutoff. But what about if you have copper, lead, zinc, gold, and silver? It's hard to create, uh, you know, you can't have five metal cutoffs. That'd be very challenging. So you create a an equivalent cutoff. So you might have a gold equivalent, or you can use NSR, which basically combines all of those metals uh, together. So we'll just look at a, a couple of quick examples here, and I'm I'm going to use two deposits actually in British Columbia that I'm familiar with uh, as examples: the Caribou Gold uh, deposit and the Blackwater deposit. Uh, I'm going to come back to this in a sec. I want to just flip forward so uh, people have a bit of a sense of these two uh, deposits. Uh, so the Caribou Gold deposit in central British Columbia, and it's currently going through uh, the later stages of environmental assessment. Um, and is owned by Cisco Development. Uh, just a couple of diagrams here. Uh, the bottom one on the left side uh, shows uh, some drilling into an underground vein. So this is an underground deposit, vein-style gold. Uh, and on the right, um, and you don't have to you know, sift through this in too much detail, uh, but there's a series of deposits along a trend uh, in this particular project. So... Uh, they have identified a number of different deposits, consists of a series of veins, and have done their resource and reserve estimates and mine planning around those individual deposits. So we're going to talk about this one. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Blackwater Gold Deposit, also in central British Columbia, that is owned by Artemis Gold and is currently under development. Um, on the left here, uh, you can see their conceptual uh, pit design shown is the, the gray outline there. Within the pit is then their mineral uh, reserves, and below the pit are their mineral resources. Uh, so this is quite a large deposit. I, I put a cross-section here on the, the right side of this slide uh, just to show you the scale. And we're talking about a two-kilometer uh, long pit. So, um, you know, this is a big tonnage, uh, low-grade style deposit in comparison to the caribou gold, which tends to be a... Uh, smaller tonnage, but higher grade underground vein style deposits. So these are, are both gold, but two different uh, kind of end member styles of, of mineralization. So if I come back to this uh, chart here, uh, many of your listeners, of course, will be familiar with these kinds of charts. These are typical uh, tables that are provided uh, for resource and reserve estimates. Um, so just to get started on uh, and looking at some of these tables, so for the caribou gold, uh, deposit we're looking at the resource estimate here and you can see at the bottom we've got a cutoff grade of 2.1 grams per ton gold so in this case they've determined that any rock with less than 2.1 grams per ton gold is below cutoff and would therefore be waste and above that uh, would be ore um, and we'll just look at the total measured and indicated in the resource uh, so we're looking at about 21 million tons 
at about 4.6 grams per ton gold. And that gives a total of around uh, 3.2 million ounces of gold. Now, one thing I just want to mention here, uh, and this is going to be my final point, so I'm going to bring it up now. You can see the cutoff is 2.1 grams. And in the measured and indicated, the average grade is 4.6. So this is a, over twice what the cutoff is. And I think that's an important feature. It, it, if you want to try to get a, a bit of an understanding of the, you know, how good this deposit is, a good rule of thumb is to say that the average grade should be at least twice the cutoff. Because remember, cutoff is only the, the operating cost. It is the grade at which production uh, equals the value you're getting from the rock. It doesn't include capital cost and other features like that, profitability. So you definitely have to have an average gore, uh, a grade in the deposit that is quite significantly higher than the cutoff uh, in order to cover all those other costs and, of course, be reasonably profitable. Uh, in the bottom chart here, so this is the Blackwater deposit. This is reserves now. And you can see in this case, uh, instead of the grade, uh, this is, they've used a, a, an NSR cutoff. So in this case, it's an NSR cutoff of $13 per ton, basically saying that's what it uh, is going to cost to extract the gold out of 13 out of a ton of rock, 13 bucks. Um, and then if we look at the total reserve, uh, what we're looking at is 334 million tons at 0.78 grams per ton gold equivalent. So what the gold equivalent in this case means is that there is some gold and some silver in the deposit and essentially mathematically and there's you know, various formulas that have to be used and you have to account for recovery, differential recovery of the metals, but essentially you're taking your gold grade and then you're adding what, what would be the equivalent in gold uh, if the silver was gold. I hopefully it didn't make that too confusing. <laughs> but you're combining all your metals and just averaging them out to a single uh, or equating them to a single commodity, in this case, gold. Now, one of the things that I guess I just, uh, you know, I don't like uh, as much about the NSR cutoff is it doesn't make it so easy for me to compare the cutoff with the grade of the deposit because the cutoff is a $13 per ton, but the grade of the deposit is 0.78 grams per ton. So I'm not sure... Uh, you know, how those two variables uh, relate. They're not as directly related as here, where we had 2.1 grams per ton, and then we had a grade of 4.6. So, you know, that's a little bit of a downside for investors to do that quick comparison because they're different parameters. One's a dollar per ton and the other's a, a gram per ton. All right. So why is cutoff grade so important? Well, essentially the cutoff grade is going to set the size of the deposit, the average grade of the deposit, uh, because only that rock uh, above the cutoff will be included in the resource estimate. So that'll constrain the size and the grade. Uh, it controls the amount of contained metal uh, in the deposit. And then from those parameters, essentially, essentially your resource estimate, um, uh, all other parts of a mine are going to be established. So production rates, uh, process plant design, profitability, life of mine, etc. So it really is a key parameter in, in establishing not only your resources and reserves, uh, but much of your mine plan. So what factors are generally then considered? 
Um, you know, how do we determine what the break-even cost of producing that metal is? So the first thing I would say here is metal prices and exchange rates. So obviously metal prices are key. First, you need to know what are you going to get paid for the products that you're producing uh, in order to understand that break-even cost. So you always have to include uh, metal prices. Now, the exchange rate is also a critical one. Uh, if you're operating uh, a mine uh, outside of the U.S. or outside of a jurisdiction that uses the U.S. dollar, and that's because metals are priced in U.S. dollars, uh, yet if you take uh, Canada as an example, we operate in Canadian dollars. Uh, so our costs are in Canadian, yet are selling our metal in, in U.S. dollars. So we have to include that exchange rate. And, and, and generally, uh, if your dollar uh, or your currency is less than the U.S. dollar, uh, it works in your favor because you basically get pay, paid more uh, in the local currency. But, but exchange rate has a big influence on um, the, you know, the economics of, of a deposit. So you have to include that in there. Uh, and then mining and processing. So those are obviously the two key cost factors. What does it cost to extract the rock out of the ground? And then what does it cost to process that rock and recover the metal from it? Uh, and, and these three factors, metal prices, exchange rate on the revenue side, mining and processing on the cost side, are definitely included in your mineral resource estimate. Then there's a whole range of other factors here uh, that are real costs. These are these are costs to produce a ton of metal, uh, but are often not included at, uh, certainly at the resource level because you just don't have a constraint on them. But they are included when considering your cutoff grave for mineral reserves or for operating mines. So things like general and administration costs, uh, recovery. It could be mine recovery. Um, you know, you may not be able to recover all your ore, say in an underground mine, or mill recovery. Uh, you're not going to get 100% of the metal out of the mine. Uh, dilution in your mining uh, as well. Uh, you know, you may get some unmineralized rock that gets uh, caught up in your ore as part of your mining method. So you you have to factor in dilution. Sustaining capital for a mid or longer life mine, you have to replace equipment and, and that sort of thing. Those are costs. Uh, reclamation and closure, those are costs to the mine. And royalties, refining and transportation. So these are all costs to produce a metal of rock uh, or a, a ton of rock uh, and the metal that comes out of it. And so all of those need to be sort of factored into your, your cutoff grade. Uh, but they aren't always at that resource level. And just then, it's also important to consider what are the factors that are not generally considered. So I think the most important here is your capital cost. Uh, cutoff rate grade is about the operating costs, not the capital cost. So you can see if your mine was only uh, producing uh, or at cutoff grade, there's no profit for one, because you're only just covering your costs. And how are you going to pay back your capital? So that's why I come with that statement of needing a grade that is considerably higher than cutoff because you're going to have to pay back your capital. You're going to need a profit margin, of course. Uh, and then there may be other factors like expiration, corporate general and administration uh, that also need to be, uh, or that, you know, that are also have to be covered off, uh, but aren't generally considered in your, your calculation. So, um, 
important to be reflect on that as well. Okay, so let's uh, look at cutoff grade then in mineral uh, resource estimates. So just with mineral resource estimate, I want to start with uh, a key sort of uh, a constraint or, or, or criteria I should put around for mineral resource estimates is that there are reasonable prospects of eventual economic extraction. So when it comes to setting the cutoff grade, you have to meet that statement. Your cutoff grade needs to be set at a level uh, that uh, where it's reasonable that you could mine your ore and extract the metal at that cutoff grade. Um, beyond that, you often, you know, you don't have all the details of, uh, you know, the mining method and the processing and recovery and all of those kinds of things. So uh, you just don't have a lot of constraints at the resource level. Um, and so, as I said, you should include mining and processing costs at a minimum. Uh, but my understanding is even that's not standardized. And in some cases, only processing costs are included. So that's just something to keep your eye on. If you're, you know, you're looking at a resource table uh, and cutoff is described as to, to understand, you know, what is included in calculating that cutoff, cutoff grade. And then how do we know what the cutoff grade is when we don't have all the detailed mine design? Uh, well, generally that's done with comparable projects. So you would look at similar projects uh, in the same jurisdiction, uh, if possible, uh, or in other jurisdictions, uh, look at mines, um, what are their cutoffs, and apply that uh, to your project. So you can use comparables at that level. All right, let's just look at a, uh, a resource estimate here. Um, another example, so this is from the Blackwater deposit again. Uh, big tonnage, uh, lower grade uh, gold deposit. And uh, what we're looking at here is just the measured and indicated resources. And what they've said is that their uh, base case cutoff is 0.2 uh, gold equivalent grams per ton, which is actually equal to a $9 per ton processed cost. So that would be their, their NSR cutoff, it would be $9. So you, you can actually see uh, both of them here and then what they've done is they've they've provided a chart that gives a range of cutoffs starting with 0.2 which is their base case and working all the way up to 0.7 and essentially i like this because what it does is it, it's referred to as a sensitivity sort of analysis essentially what happens to the deposit as you change cutoff now remember this is a resource estimate most of the time your cutoff is likely to go up uh, when you get to the reserve estimate, because now you're including more factors uh, into the cost of operating, and so your cutoff grade will have to go up a little bit. Um, and so you can, you right here, you could see, well, let's say the cutoff had to go to 0.3. You know, what does that do? And I'll, I'll just go look at the, the gold equivalent grade. Well, it takes it to 0.79 from 0.65. And then if we look at the total gold equivalent ounces, uh, you know, it takes it from basically 12 million ounces down to 11.1 million ounces. So you will see as your cutoff grade goes up, essentially what you find is the gold grade goes up because you're you're essentially removing some of the lower grade material as your cutoff goes up, but the total contained ounces go down because you are cutting off some material, lower grade material, which means you're producing uh, less ounces. Uh, and if I just go with, look at my rule of thumb again, uh, if we take the 0.2, it 
which is their base case. Uh, that's their cutoff. Their gold equivalent grade is 0.65. So they're actually more than three times uh, the 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 average grade of the deposit is three times cutoff. So you know that that gives pretty good confidence in in terms of their cost being covered and payback for capital and profitability and that sort of stuff. So um, you know down here at the bottom, um, quite a bit of information and and um, if you go to Artemis Gold uh, website, you can find the the same information there, and it provides you with some details essentially on how they've calculated uh, the cutoff. So it gives you the the metal prices that they've used, um, only fourteen hundred ounce gold, which is quite a bit below what it is right now. Currency exchange for the Canadian U.S. dollar, uh, and then they've included uh, things like um, uh, how much they're going to get paid for their gold and silver. Uh, they have offsite costs such as refining, transportation, and insurance. There's a royalty on the mine, and they've also included uh, metallurgical recovery. So, so there are a number of factors that they've included in the cutoff grade here, uh, not just what it costs to take a you know take the rock out of the ground. Um, so, so that's good. That you know they've already added many parameters to this uh, to the cutoff grades in this resource estimate. Okay, so in reserve estimates. If you look at the, uh, you know, the requirements around a reserve estimate, uh, essentially reserve is the what's referred to as the economically mineable part of a mineral resource, as defined in at least a pre-feasibility study. And how do we get to the economically mineable part? It's by including what is referred to as the modifying factors, which is essentially, uh, you know, the mining costs. Your recovery costs, dilution, treatment charges, environmental factors like reclamation, expiration, permitting, you know, all those things that really do cost when it comes into uh, mine. Um, and so not, it's not just the, you know, taking the rock out of the ground and processing it. There's many other factors that have to be used here. Um, for reserves, then, you're not using comparable data. You're using data specific to the deposit. Uh, that's determined at at least the pre-feasibility stage or, or the feasibility stage. And here's another uh, key point, the last one here. There may include variable cutoff grades to account for differences in mining, processing, and treatment charges for different parts of the deposit. Generally, when we uh, look at a resource estimate for sure, there's only one cutoff. But you can imagine, just think of a really large open pit. It's going to cost you more to get that rock out of the very bottom of the pit than it is from the very top of the pit. And so realistically, there should probably be a higher cutoff for the rock at the bottom of the pit because your costs have gone up. And so when you get to a reserve uh, that may be applied, and it is certainly applied at operating mines, there's more than one cutoff to account for different costs of mining for different parts of the deposit. Uh, and we'll look at that again in, in a moment. So as another example here, uh, this is back to Blackwater. So here's their uh, reserve. And so in this case, they've used an NSR cutoff of $13 per ton. Now remember in the resource, it was $9 per ton. So they've upped this now to $13 per ton because they. this is the mining and processing. But now they've also included general administration and some stockpile rehandling costs, uh, which are you know real costs of of operating the mine. So their cutoff at the reserve level has now gone up. 
And uh, if you want to equate that $13 per ton to a grade, $9 was equivalent to 0.2 grams per ton. So 13 bucks is something closer to 0.3 grams per ton. Um, so their cutoff is now upped a little bit. And if we look at the total uh, reserve and the uh, gold equivalent grade here, gold equivalent grade is at 0.78, which is pretty close to the 0.3 gram per ton uh, cutoff. Uh, so again, they had to include additional items in the reserve estimate that are realistic for the mining, uh, the, for mining the deposit, and, and as, a, as a result, the cutoff went up a little bit. I wanted to include the reserves for the caribou gold deposit as well because this is an example of where you can see they've used variable cutoffs. So they have variable cutoff from 1.7 grams per ton to 4, oops, should be a period there, 4 grams per ton uh, of gold. Now, why variable? Uh, if you remember when we looked at it, and actually I'm just going to come back to, to that, there were several small deposits in the, in the overall project. And, the, and they're underground, and the type of mining method that they're going to use and the processing costs associated with that are different. And so using a single cutoff right across that whole project doesn't make sense. This is more realistic where they're applying different cutoffs to reflect the costs of mining and processing and et cetera, uh, different uh, you know, sort of satellite deposits within the overall uh, project. So uh, I like to see that because that, that uh, you know, it, it, it's more realistic to what it'll actually cost when it comes to mining. And so cutoff grades at, uh, at mines, um, just following on that statement, variable cutoff grades uh, are often used to address for those variable costs to produce the metal. And um, it may be even adjusted block by block during operation. Uh, you know, they can start to, to make... Uh, you know, decisions on each block of rock that's being mined. And what are some of those factors that can cause variable mining costs? Different types of rock, different mineralogy, um, you know, results in, uh, you know, your copper's in chalcopyrite or boronite, different, potentially different costs to, to produce that. Um, so that leads to different processing streams um, if there's different types of ore in the deposit for underground uh, there may be different methods that are used for different types of deposits or different parts of the deposit, and each method could have a different cost. There could be deleterious elements that there's a penalty charged at the at the smelter, but only for some parts of the ore. Um, and maybe the last one I'll say is processing capacity. Um, so if there's excess capacity at the process plant, meaning that it's you know can take some more ore and move some more rock through it, you might process lower grade ore. Uh, because your process plant's already operating. So putting a bit more ore into that may make sense. Uh, so that might even be a time factor. Uh, maybe just for a period of time, you're actually going to process some some lower grade ore uh, simply because uh, there's capacity at the mill. And, you know, I've heard people refer to it as the pit edge cutoff grade or something like that. You know, once you've brought that rock up out of the pit, let's say, sitting at the edge, where is it going? Waste or mill? And you can make different decisions, you know, on the fly, depending on, you know, the specific operating conditions of the mine uh, at that time. So uh, just a couple of final thoughts here uh, to wrap up this discussion on cutoff grade. So what happens if the cutoff grade is set too low or too high? Um, if it's set too low, 
really what ends up happening, and, and just you have to think about that for a sec, by setting it too low means that you are, uh, uh, you're assuming that your costs of mining are less than, than actually the reality. So in, in reality, you're going to have to mine higher grade material, but when you did your estimate, uh, you used a lower cutoff. What that does is it overestimates the tonnage and the total uh, contained metal. It underestimates the average grade that you're actually going to produce. And the mine may be over-designed uh, because you thought you were going to move a lot of metal through there. You created a huge mill, but in reality, when your costs are all factored in, now you're having to mine higher grade material. Uh, you have less tonnage. Your mill is over-designed. And kind of the reverse then if your cutoff is set too high. Uh, it, it'll underestimate the tonnage and total metal. It will overestimate the grade. And you'll expect higher grades in production uh, than what you're actually going to produce because now you're producing lower grade on average uh, material. So, um, you know, some of the challenges that if, if it's not set quite right. What happens if metal prices change? So this is a common question. You know, if the price of gold goes from 2000 to $2,200 an ounce, does that mean you can lower the cutoff, right? Because now you're getting paid more for your same cost of mining. Uh, so you could arguably uh, lower that cutoff and, and that may well be the decision. But um, what about a scenario if your process plant is fixed? So there's only so much tonnage that could move through that process plant. If you now lower the, the cutoff grade, what it actually means is you're producing less metal because the average grade of rock going to the process plant uh, is now lower yet you can't process any more. So in that way, you're better to keep the cutoff grade the same and get paid more for the same amount of metal production that you're producing. And uh, it often, the reaction is to, to reduce the cutoff grade, but I think in many cases at operating mines, that doesn't really make sense. It's better to keep it the same and, and as I said, get paid more for that. And then, you know, that final point I would just say when evaluating cutoff grade, uh, it is the break-even grade for production and does not account for capital costs and some other factors. So a good rule of thumb is that the average deposit grade should be at least 100% higher than the cutoff grade uh, you know, to be a good, robust uh, project. So those are the kind of things um, to keep in mind. And uh, I'll just end up with, um, thanks for mentioning my book uh, at the beginning there, Bill. Uh, so mineral exploration and mining essentials goes through the whole life cycle of mining, including a little bit on cutoff grade. Uh, and you can get that uh, on Amazon.com uh, in the US and around the world, as well as .ca in Canada and .au in Australia. And also, if you're interested in courses that dig into topics like this uh, that we, we've uh, talked about today, uh, if you go to miningcourses.thinkific.com, uh, there's a short course, a full course, and evaluating exploration companies and news releases. Uh, so I encourage you to take a look uh, at that as well. And uh, with that, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks, don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can, do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.